0: Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. You may be seated. It's nice and cool in here. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Back in the day, we used to have just ceiling fans and... It really was a hot mess in the summer. (laughs) It was like, don't hug us. We'll just high five each other. So, well, I've got another question for you this morning. How many in the house today have been camping? And before you raise your hand, I'm not talking about fancy RV park or gnarly motel camping. I mean actual set up the tent and make a fire camping. Raise your hands. Okay, quite a lot of people. Well, I can tell you from experience that I am not a fan. Camping is not for me, okay? The first and only time that I've been camping was in the Girl Scout troop. It was a requirement for, like, this little badge or whatever. I was like, what? I thought we'd just sell the cookies. Why do we need to, what's this other project? I don't understand, right? Why are we camping? I don't get it. Well, you know my mother certainly wasn't gonna go on this little field trip because she's her. So I signed my dad up for this little adventure to take me and my sister to the campsite. Well, on the big day it came and all the parents and their kids show up to this campsite with their gear And we had to, like, borrow a tent from someone, you guys, because we're just only happy campers when we're not camping. So we didn't have anything. So we borrowed a tent. Well, bless my dad's heart, he's, like, putting up this tent, we've got sleeping bags and blankets, and the other parents are there doing the same things with their kids. Well, we didn't realize until we got there and actually opened our tent up that, like, it's a sin to call it a tent. I don't even know what that little thing was, but it wasn't a tent. It was like a small dog house. That's what we borrowed for this guy, this tall person, and then two little nuggets, right? It was perfect for me and Renee, like a little dollhouse, but I'm like, where's my dad going to sleep, okay? And to, just to give you an idea of how small this thing was, my dad couldn't fully stretch out without, like, his feet busting through the nylon on the side of the tent, okay? And then next to us in our sad little situation is, like, the Ritz-Carlton Outdoorsy family. (laughs) They've got their multi-room zipper divider wall tent, and, like, you know, they've got these chairs with cup holders, and I'm, like, looking at our little shack going, what's wrong with this picture? (laughs) Like, what, what? I don't get it. I, like, made friends with them really quick so I could go, can I hang out in your extra room, you know? And then next came the realization that if I needed to use the restroom, I'm, like, looking around, oh, you have to hoof it. Like, thank God there was facilities, but you got to, like, grab a friend and go, you know, a mile that way to find a restroom. Again, no thank you, right? So, we make the best of it. We roast the marshmallows. We tell stories around the fire at nighttime. It was probably the people with the big tent telling the stories, but whatever. They had stories to tell. So, And then it was time to turn in for the night. Well, my poor dad had to, like, fold himself up like a taco and then turn sideways in order to fit into this pup tent. And then Renee and I got into our sleeping bags and we said our prayers that we would survive the night. And Dad turned off our little lantern and so that we could all go to sleep. <laughs> Hi. Do you know me? If you think I am going to fall asleep to the actual sounds of nature, you've got another thing coming. My dad can sleep anywhere. He was snoring in like two seconds. I had to sit up and listen and stay awake just in case bears decided to attack us, okay? So that he could scare them away. Well, sure enough, in a matter of hours, and I'm just listening, we had a visitor in the middle of the night. A critter decided to pay us a little visit. They assumed our tent was the snack tent because of how small it was. Well, that little monster was just pushing around our tent against the nylon siding, so I did what any brave little Girl Scout would do. I woke my dad up and told him to deal with it. (laughs) Well, by the time he unfolded himself from the pretzel that he was in and waited for his legs to regain feeling, that little thing ran away. And I'm surprised we didn't just pack up and leave. Like, where'd the little people go? Yeah, it makes sense, they're gone in the morning, right? We didn't leave. We stayed because the only way to get the badge is to camp for the whole night. And we made it this far. We're going to get the iron-on badge, okay? Well, we made it through. I got my iron-on badge, and I've never been camping again. (laughs) What a story. Well, when most people go camping, the scenery is generally nice, right? Looks a little like this. It's green, maybe there's a lake for fishing or swimming, and then there's usually a fire pit or you can build a fire at night to roast marshmallows. For the record, our tent was smaller than what's pictured here. (laughs) This has like windows, it was like, how do we even get in this thing? Well, when God brought the Israelites out of slavery from Egypt, setting up camp looked a lot different. Not green, desolate not lush, dry, desert, barren. If you don't hear anything else today, hear this. Sometimes the rescue looks like wilderness. Sometimes the rescue looks like wilderness. Sometimes separation looks like loneliness and sometimes protection looks like rejection. But they were not alone. God was in their midst. Exodus 13 verse 21 says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, as to go by day and night. And verse 22 says, He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day, or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. So even in your darkest hour, if it was God's intent to take you there he will be with you yes. and he will yes. see you through so if we could just put that slide back up renee so pillar of cloud by day pillar of fire by night the incredible thing is on the on the side with the night you can kind of see all of those tents surrounding right So at any point in the middle of the night or at any point in the middle of the day, the Israelites could open up the flap to their tent and see God is still with us. God is still in our midst. As long as he's here, we're going to stay here. They weren't anywhere special, look at that. Suddenly my Girl Scout trip looks like a Hawaiian vacation in comparison to the Saharan Desert, right? So Mount Sinai, the wilderness, it wasn't a comfortable place. But God was in their midst. Sometimes we ask, why is this happening to me? Well, sometimes the only way to get to where God wants to take you means enduring the wilderness to get to the promised land. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the wilderness is on the way to the promise. Sometimes the wilderness is on the way to the promised land, to the fulfillment of the promise. The Israelites were God's chosen people, his favorites. And of that group, Moses had a very special walk with God. The Bible is the living word, and each time you read it, God's going to show you something different that's going to speak to you right where you're at. Well, the Bible refers to Moses as the meekest man on earth. He would literally fall on his face before God and seek God for every step that he took, for every move that he made. One of the scriptures that I've referenced before and that I love is Exodus 33, 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do that which you have asked, because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. In rereading this passage in the book of Exodus, God showed me something new, something different, something I hadn't seen before. In the verses before this one, Moses is actually asking God about the future, about where they're going to go next. And watch what Moses says in verse 15. This is Moses talking to God. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, Do not bring us up from here. The here is the wilderness. The here is the dry, the desert, the barren, the the confusion, the the pain, the circumstance, the trials. That's the here. But Moses is saying, I want to go over here and I want to move from this place. But if you're not going to go with me, then don't bring me from here. Lord, I'd like to go over here. I'd like to do this thing. I'm praying for this answer. I'm praying for this blessing. But if you're not going to be on the other side when I get there, if you're not going to be in the answer, if you're not going to be in the blessing, then don't take me there. Don't give it to me. Yeah. That's right, and, amen. and now we can read verse 17 again. It's so impactful. So then the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. I will do this thing that you have asked because you have found grace in my sight. I am pleased with you, and I know you by name. So God's saying, okay, I won't answer unless I'm going to be in the answer. I won't give you your request unless I'm going to be on the other side when I take you there. We've got to understand that as long as we are in his presence, As long as we are in his perfect will, as long as we are walking in his way, he will see us through. We've got to get to the point where we are less concerned with what everyone else is doing and more concerned with where he is leading. We've got to get to the point where we really don't care about what's trending because I'm looking for Jesus. I don't care about what's popular. I'm looking for the hand of God. You may be familiar with the story of Ruth in the Bible, and she married Naomi's son, and so Naomi became her mother-in-law. Naomi actually had two sons, and two ladies married each of her sons, so she had one daughter-in-law by the name of Ruth and one daughter-in-law by the name of Orpa. Well, Naomi lost her husband, and then right behind it, she lost both of her sons, So all three of the women are now widows, okay? So because her daughters-in-law were pretty young, she encouraged them both to return to their homeland and to their people and to their parents because she said, you guys are young enough to still get married and to find a husband. I can't do anything for you, so I don't have a husband. I can't provide you very much, so go back to your people, go back to your homes. Well, Orpah listened, and she went back to her people, And Ruth would not leave her mother-in-law. And Naomi said, no, no, come on, look, Orpah's gone. She kissed me, she said her goodbyes, she went back to her people, she's going to go find another husband, why don't you go too? And Ruth was loyal to her above returning even to her own parents, her own family. And even as Naomi tried to push her and encourage her, listen to what Ruth said to her mother-in-law, and Ruth One verse 16 but Ruth said entreat me not to leave you don't push me to leave you or to turn back from following after you for wherever you go I will go wherever you lodge I will lodge your people shall be my people and your God my God where you go I will go where you stay I will stay your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Thank you, Jesus. We've got to get that way with God. Yes, yes. Look at the loyalty here from a daughter-in-law to a mother-in-law. We've got to get that way with God. God, where you go, I will go.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Where you stay, God, I will stay. Remember that flap of the tent. Okay, he's still among us. He's still here. You, and some really well-meaning person might say, oh, come on, look over here. Look at this shiny new opportunity. What are you waiting for? Just go after it. You go on ahead. I'm looking for God in this. Yes. You go on ahead. I'm, I'm not going to rush into anything. I'm looking for the hand of Jesus because I want God to be on the other side when I get yes. there. Yes. You know, that scripture, lead us not from temptation, but deliver us from evil, comes to mind. Did you ever stop to think that if we would just wait upon the Lord, if we would just listen for his voice, and if we would just watch for his leading, he wouldn't have to deliver us from anything because we're right where he is. That's all right. That's good. It's when we stray that he's got to go, oh, come on. Yeah. Now they're, they've fallen into a ditch again. I got to go get them. Yeah. But if we're stuck on what he wants for us, if we're concerned about pursuing the mind and the heart and the face and the hands of the feet and the direction of Jesus Christ, he will be in our midst. Yes, amen. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Romans chapter 8 verses 38 through 39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come, nothing shall separate us. Oh, sorry nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us. And when you pray, not my will, but thine be done, what you're really saying is, don't give me my requests, don't grant my dreams, don't grant my desires of my heart, my hopes, unless you're going to be there when
0: I get there. Jesus
1: and if you feel like you are in a season of wilderness right now and if you look around and your surroundings and your circumstances look hopeless they look bleak they look dry they look barren you've been opening up your tent flap and you see the same thing every single day and day out and when you go to bed it's the same circumstances you may be feeling lost weary and uncertain know this the promised land is coming the answer is coming
0: yes lord the
1: testimony yes. is coming yes and soon you will be able to pack up that tent notice it's a tent because it's not a permanent residence it's good you're not meant to stay there you're just passing through right.
0: thank you it's thank
1: you. just a temporary pit stop on this journey in the grand plan it's preparation for the promised land and as long as he is in your midst keep your eyes on jesus we get so concerned about finding a solution i'm i'll be the first to tell you if i have a pain i'm gonna web md it so fast and diagnose my own issues so and then i'm like telling the doctor he's like bro calm down why don't we actually just take a look at you? And I'm like, it's this, okay? I know, doc, but sure, go ahead. I have insurance, so check me out, but I know what the problem is. <laughs> but we're so quick to to try and find a solution, to try and find an answer, to try and ask why... No, no. Jesus is the answer.
0: Yes. Yes, he is. Stop
1: looking for a way. Jesus is the way. Yes, yes. And you know what? You better keep your eyes on the pillar of cloud. You better keep your eyes on the pillar of fire because the moment that he moves, I'm packing up my tent. The moment that it's time to move from this place, yes. I've yes. got to be ready. Yes. But my yes. eyes have to be fixed yes. on Jesus, yes. not the circumstances, yes. not trying to find a solution. Yes. I've got to look to him. Yes. Jesus yes. is the solution. Yes. Jesus is yes. the answer. Yes. And when I've got my eyes on him, yes. I'm not going to miss it. Because yes. when he moves, I'm going to move. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you art with me. Yes, yes. This passage of scripture, every kid learned this in Sunday school. Every, like me and Sarah could quote this together the whole chapter because we learned it all. We did. Josh knows it. Everybody knows it. All the kids in the back row know it. Everybody in this church knows Psalm 23 by heart. It's just in our hearts, Right. But we are going to camp sometimes in the valley of the shadow of death. We're going to experience grief. We're going to experience pain. We're going to experience a need for healing so bad it just drains us. We're going to walk through really tough things and really tough trials. But you are with me. So keep your eyes on him. Follow after him. And you know what? I've made a decision.
0: I'm no longer gonna look for a solution. And sometimes when people close to us are hurting, we work overtime trying to figure out what's going on with them or how can we help them. Maybe it's not even for you, it's for somebody that's hurting close to you. But I will no longer look for a solution because for whatever reason we're here in this wilderness. So I am going to make the best of it. I'm gonna make my tent beautiful. I'm gonna plant something while I'm here because soon I'll be leaving this place and soon someone's gonna come after me and they're gonna need to see that something is growing here, that there is life here in the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. I'm going to grow right where I am to the glory of God. To God be the glory. Would you stand and worship him today? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.